Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Does the black moon howl? Only for those with an unwavering desire to hear the truth. Access granted. You have been selected for an opportunity. An orientation as a trusted associate, if you will, into the secured, contained, and protected files of the Foundation. SCP Unredacted distributes new files for review Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on secure channels on YouTube, Spotify, and scp-unredacted.captivate.fm. Hello and welcome to the Skip Squad Pod trailer. I'm your host, T. Staffor. And I am your lovely other host, Look Psycho. Also, just wondering, how did you get my house? Who cares? We're recording the podcast trailer. Well, it's not the first time she's bust down my door. You gotta stop. Like, I can't afford to replace it again. Now, let's tell the listeners what we do here. Is it too meta to mention we're reading a script? You want to talk meta? I didn't know what to put here, so I'm talking about what I should put here. She also misspelled want. Anyway. Right, right. Back on track. Here at the Skip Squad Pod cast, we don't care about what you write, we care about what you love. Keeping you entertained with what our authors enjoy most as readers, from GOI formats to formal articles alike. We don't just talk about guests' favorite SCPs. Each guest will also tell us about their passions and hobbies, completely unrelated to the Foundation. Whether it's robotics, music, or filmmaking, each guest has their own passions that we love to hear about as well. You, yes you, the listener, can participate in this along with us. If you send in emails over at skipsquadpod at gmail.com, we will read them out on the show. When we aren't recording the pod, we document our ventures on various platforms. You can find us on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Twitter where we post preview clips for upcoming episodes along with revealing who we will have on next. Our handle is at SkipSquadPod. And finally, our website with links to all the listening platforms can be found on the SCV wiki itself at the SkipSquadPod hub. Now get out. And have fun. Smile. Hello! Welcome back to Simply Creative People. Strangely enough, uh, we haven't really had time lately to gather together and, and do the next episode, although we do have a plan, and in that sense that it's taking a little bit longer than we would like, uh, here is a bonus episode, which is essentially myself reading the beginning of Inevitable. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy, and uh, this can tide over our listeners. Uh, take a look. Uh, tell me if you like it. Uh, if you do, I, I think I am considering doing a full read-through of Inevitable in different parts. All right. Bye-bye. By the order of the Overwatch command, this file has been cleared for access by all personnel. Readers are compelled to consume the following sacrament. Sixth Sun Refrain. I am the blade. I am the shield. I am the arm that shall not yield. In tempest I shall stand fast. A legend I will last. I will not fade. I am the wand. I am the flame. I am the rod for truths untamed. In knowledge I will trust. Invoked I burn the dust. I will not fade. I am the knife. I am the shade. I am the hunter, not the prey. In whispers I have tread. By infamy I stread. I will not fade. 
I am the right, I am the scales, I am the patience which prevails. In honor I abide, with faith I turn the tide, I will not fade. We the sentries, we the wall, we the final card to fall. Through toil we shall gain, through blood we shall remain. We will not fail. You are now protected. Stay fast and proceed. SCP-6500, Inevitable. Special Containment Procedures. Each site is to review its containment records and determine which anomalies under their purview would cause negligible harm to humanity or widespread knowledge of the anomalous. These items are to be designated non-disruptive anomalies, and their containment will be discontinued or reduced to simple observation. Operationally, this shall include, but is not limited to, the following measures. Humanoid anomalies with a record for cooperative behavior are to be injected or fitted with tracking devices, if their biology or anomaly allows for such measures, and released. Each may be provided with a new identity on a per-case basis. Religious and mythical artifacts will be returned to their respective cultural lands or peoples. Animals or other organisms will be released into the custody of Wilson's Wildlife Solutions or similar groups of interest with the means to care for them in a less restrictive environment. Tones or grimoires are to be turned over to Serpent's Hands operatives for return to the Wanderer's Library. An ambassador from the library is granted the Foundation temporary immunity for overdue items. Finally, anomalous locales are to be afforded the same level of agency granted to nexuses. Policing of their borders will be severely reduced. It should be noted that the above actions have thus far been insufficient at reversing the effects of SCP-6500, but have somewhat slowed its process. Following a meeting of the Departments of Tactical Theology, Applied Thaumatology, and Invocational Pathophysics, it has been determined that all operations involving SCP-6500 must contain elements of esoterica, up to and including documentation, the code of which is to be lined with protective wards where possible. Protocol 6 Sun all special missions, or paths, undertaken in the pursuit of counteracting or neutralizing SCP-6500 are to incorporate ritualistic aspects as to not upset the integrity of the sought items, or risk said items' corruption due to SCP-6500's influence. Personnel accessing the Protocol 6 Sun materials should expect drastically atypical presentation formats as a necessary side effect of these rituals, and of the thaumaturgical mechanisms protecting their contents. Description SCP-6500 is a process of entropy exclusively targeting the anomaly. This primarily affects, but is in no way limited to, various forms of thaumaturgy, colloquially known as magic. SCP-6500 is responsible for over 1,500 neutralizations of anomalous persons, items, areas, and phenomena over the last decade. SCP-6500 takes many forms, for example, a process of accelerated senescence in organic anomalies, including those heretofore considered immortal. Objects which are foreign to the baseline reality, whether it be through temporal replacement or transference from alternate or higher planes of existence, have either faded to the point of intangibility before complete non-existence, or suffered from violent structural collapse due to their incongruity with known laws of space-time. Since its formal recognition and study, it has been determined that SCP-6500 is hastened by containment efforts. Without intervention, the complete neutralization of all known and undiscovered anomalies is predicted to occur within a five-year period, irrevocably all the state of the universe and rendering our organization obsolete. Addendum 1 from the office of O5-1 Quiet days are upon us. One would be forgiven for viewing this as a desirable goal. To be free from the anomalous, to usher in a new age of region where there can exist nothing outside our realm of understanding. A world where we would not have to watch our brethren die in the dark, unaccomplished and forgotten. One would be forgiven for wanting to go home to their family, to look them in the eye and assure them that everything is going to be okay, that there is nothing left to go bump in the night. 
Since our inception, countless generations of noble men and women have dedicated their lives to the suppression of which eludes understanding. They have stood stalwart on the precipice of the unknown, staring defiantly into that abyss. They mocked its gaze. Why then should we not honor their tradition? Why spurn their sacrifice? Why should we move to proliferate that which we have so stubbornly locked away? SCP-6500 represents the end of magic, which is the end of stories and of dreams. The utter desolation of countless sapient feeling lives, the destruction of communities, the fracturing of whole cultures and religions. It is an unnatural and intolerable eradication of untold worlds. It is condemnation, unforgiving in its totality and unflinching in its march towards oblivion. To allow for it to continue on its course is to fail in our mission to protect. To cede its influence would be to permit it to rob our world of wonder. To stand by would be tantamount to genocide. And that, that cannot be forgiven. History. Though 6500 is a relatively recent development, the possibility of such a phenomenon occurring has been posited in the past by various religious and occult groups and individuals. Within the Wondrous Library, for example, SCP-6500 is known as Sepalti's Feast, or simply the Impast, an event which is prophesied to herald the final occult war. The earliest attestation thought to refer to SCP-6500 phenomena was recorded by an unknown scholar in the collection of Sarctic Scripture. It is a mythicized retelling of Grand Carsis Ion's felling of the Davite city of Cursed. Below, not jubilant obscenities, suffer not no pride in these dealings. The sorcerer king turned not towards his reveling clavigar. He spoke instead into the distance, as if beseeching creation itself. Ours is a somber crusade. Hold pity for those who would so domineer us, even as their blades seek your throat, for they know not the grand nature of being. To this, Arak questioned, Surely, as one who has endured the bondage of the Panamia, you should be the first to celebrate our retribution. Though the Sorcerer King had his eyes set upon the dying embers of the fortress city, Arak felt his piercing gaze all the same. The enemy would see to snuff out all that is not within their dominion. To starve the people is to starve themselves. Eon turned to regard his disciples, enraptured by his word. A single tear escaped their liberator as he implored them. There will be no awakening for the slumbering devourer. There will only be night and the void. Regarding its discovery by the Foundation, SCP-6500 was originally hypothesized by one of its founding members, an individual known to the original five overseers as O5-0. Due to the inconsistent record-keeping in the Foundation's infancy, little information exists regarding O5-0's history and personal life, and much of it is contradictory. The only aspect of their tenure widely regarded to be factual is that the moniker 05-0 was applied to them as an offense due to their refusal to help as a seat of leadership among the other overseers. The following apocryphal accounts describe potential 05-0 candidates according to various sources. The Ragged Among the primary accounts of 05-0 is the personal journey of 05 in it, O5-0 is described as a middle-aged Caucasian man hailing from an uncertain Nordic country named Norris Ackley. He is described as an aloof collector of curios with an air of affluence about him, all in tattered clothing, ill-equipped to conceal his manhood. Had he been accompanied by mutts, one would think him diogenous. Throughout his writings, O5-4 characterizes Arclay as a madman, continually critiquing the burgeoning council's decisions and directives, while simultaneously distancing himself from a position of actual power. Only begrudgingly does O5-4 compliment Arclay after an unnamed incident which saw Arclay devising a containment protocol for the self-replicating anomaly that claimed two Foundation lives. 
of Arclay's split from the Foundation 05-4 writes, We can only be better off without him. The others seem to be bothered by the loss of his personal collection of artifacts and antiques, but it is of no concern to me if he took his toys like a petulant child. The Florist from the records of the GOC come a series of letters drafted by a member of the Bavarian Illuminati named Bertrand Schothmir, who had been tasked with spying on the early Foundation members. Bertram tells of a young, olive-skinned woman named Noor who holds no office, though her words nevertheless hold weight. She is described as an accomplished botanist seeking to explain the existence of the anomalous and their place in the natural order. Due to Bertram's focus on the more audacious actions of the main council members, little attention is given to Noor over his years of observation, though he admits to being unaware of the exact situation surrounding Noor's departure. He notes, It is funny. I had always felt an unnerving sense of unease and of danger in my time documenting the actions of these animals. It was as if there were a weight about the air, a cold blanket of malaise, and fear that fell upon me while in their presence. I had assumed this would be a mere product of the mind, a harmless delusion triggered by my station, and nothing more. The day the woman vanished, dear brother, so too did that loathsome pressure. I believe I have made a grave mistake. The Humanist A record from the founding chair of the Ethics Committee, whose identity has been redacted, describes their early actions with the Foundation and their stringent supervision by an honorary overseer who informed many of the committee's initial duties and principles. This overseer would communicate to the chair exclusively by telephone and was described as an intelligent and fearsome advocate for the ethical considerations regarding anomalous subjects. As the record continues, the chair describes the repartee achieved with this overseer whom they began to refer to as Zero. With her guidance, the chair writes, necessary resources for humanoid containment have lessened by 20%. Beyond the moral incentives for ethical treatment of the anomalous, its efficiency is undeniable. However, their communications grew less frequent as the Ethics Committee became a self-governing body. In the months following their last communication, the chair reports the internal arrest and trial of a high-ranking Foundation operative whom they identified as by the voice of Zero. This person was reportedly unable to be convicted of their supposed crimes as they held no formal position within the organization. They were instead exiled from the Foundation via forced retirement. It is with a heavy heart I tender this letter to the persons it may concern. I am no longer able to provide my services to the Foundation in good conscience. This administration has made clear its distaste for the ethical concerns of the anomalous, and they have exiled the woman to whom I owe my career. The Founding Chair, Ethics Committee, Final Record. 05-0 would leave the Foundation due to ideological differences regarding the organization's growing spread and influence. The overseers did not perceive SCP-6500 as a possibility, and thus dismissed O5-0's proposal to limit the Foundation's scope. After their disappearance, O5-0's quarters were searched. Surviving personnel were able to recover several dozen notes regarding four anomalous artifacts, collectively designated SCP-6500-A, alongside notation from O5-0. Throughout, they are referenced either in relation to other anomalies or in their relation to SCP-6500. The retrieval of these items has been deemed paramount to continued operations.